0: Trauma is often the result of an overwhelming amount of stress from a situation that exceeds one's ability to cope, such as the death of a loved one, the end of a meaningful relationship, or the rejection of a loved one. Do you pretend that everything's good when it really isn't? When you don't have a positive and healthy way of dealing with your trauma, you end up repressing your negative emotions. It can be hard to recognize unresolved trauma on the surface, especially within ourselves, so, Here are nine signs you're still suffering from unhealed trauma.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober's Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. Today, we're going to talk about trauma and how that relates to our lives in recovery, mental health, addiction, and in general, As humanity as a whole, we all deal with trauma, and trauma is one of the most important topics, and I think it's important for us to spend a little bit of quality time on this topic um, because it's so important. First of all, we did an episode on neuroplasticity and depression and mental health and neuroplasticity, and the foundation of that episode was trauma and how trauma changes the brain. All right, so when you go through a traumatic experience or a loss or if it's physical trauma to your body or to your brain, um, emotional trauma, all of these different types of trauma, there's three types of trauma and we'll talk about them. They all affect our brain and when our brain changes, this is called neuroplasticity and this change in this neuroplasticity can lead to mental health disorders like anxiety, PTSD, mental health so on so forth. So today I just want to give us some a nine nine points of reference in which we could focus on and um based on trauma and healing. But first I want to cover a few back a few a little bit of background on trauma. First I want to look at trauma, what it is and how it affects us. I'm gonna read some things for you guys and then we can get into some of the cool stuff Psych2Go has for us. When a person fears for his or her safety experiences intense pain or witnesses a tragic or violent act that person can be described as having experienced trauma levels of resiliency vary from person to person so reactions to traumatic events are similarly varied although frightening experiences impact people at any age adults will generally be more likely to manage through trauma than children further Some trauma is repeated or ongoing, such as that of child abuse or military combat. Other examples of traumatic events include car accidents, repeated bullying, street violence, sexual assault, domestic violence, growing up in an unstable home, natural disasters, or battling a life-threatening condition. If trauma and feelings associated with it are not resolved, serious long-term issues can develop. Post-traumatic stress disorder disrupts the lives of people who have experienced unresolved trauma by negatively impacting their relationships, emotions, physical body, thinking, and behavior. PTSD sufferers may experience sleep disturbances, nightmares, anxiety and depression, flashbacks, disassociative episodes in which they feel disconnected from reality, excessive fears, self-injurious behaviors, impulsiveness, and addictive traits, a predisposition to addiction. Three types of trauma. There are three main types of trauma and they are acute, chronic, or complex. Acute trauma results from a single incident. Chronic trauma is repeated and prolonged, such as domestic violence or abuse or addiction. Complex trauma is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events, often of an invasive interpersonal nature. It's important to keep in mind, delayed responses to trauma can include persistent fatigue, sleep disorders, nightmares fears of recurrence anxiety focus on flashbacks depression and avoidance of emotions sensations or activities that are associated with the trauma even remotely so ladies and gentlemen as we can see trauma is a really important topic in our mental health community and it's really important for all of us to know whether you're dealing with a mental health Or you know someone that's dealing with mental health. If you're dealing with someone who's going through an abusive situation. Or that's in an addictive scenario. Trauma really could be the focus of this. This pain. The trauma could be really the cause of what's really making this person go through this darkness. Or it could be how they're coping. They could be developing these traumatic experiences. And it it really leads to a a bigger discussion on mental health and addiction. So in my case, when I was... Consistently drinking, I was causing trauma to my brain. And then the trauma was creating more anxiety and PTSD symptoms and stuff like that because I was constantly getting into fights. I was constantly getting into arguments. I was constantly losing relationships. And we know that every form of a loss is a form of trauma. So I had all these complex, like traumatic experiences all wrapped up in one. And eventually led me to just drink more until I hit rock bottom. And it was a real ugly process. And it's really dark when you look back on it. So many of us out there are dealing with abuse or some form of traumatic experience, and we're dealing with dealing with it sometimes are on by ourselves, and we're not seeking the right help. So this episode is intended to give us nine reference points and how we could deal with trauma and how we could seek the appropriate help. I love you all, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll catch you soon.
0: 9 Signs of Unhealed Trauma 1. You resist positive change. When something good comes into your life, is your first instinct to be suspicious of it? You have an innate feeling of shame or guilt whenever you allow yourself to grow attached to someone or celebrate your own success? If so, you might be carrying unresolved trauma within you. You have a hard time accepting positive change and may even try to resist it at first, because deep down inside, you feel like you don't deserve to be happy.
1: Resisting positive change, not being open sometimes in life to something that could be beneficial for you can be a real form of trauma, and I'm going to give you guys an example of what this looks like in the real world. I remember when I was heavy in my addiction, I had a comfort place. It would be my, you know, I had my own duplex apartment. That was my lair. It was like where everything went down, and I I was just really stuck in the comfort zone of that place, my addiction, and my pain, and everything I was going through, all the emotions, it was all happening there, and it was very difficult to get me out of that place, because I was dealing with my trauma, and this was where I kind of found my attachment, and you know, this place was somewhat, it had something to do with my trauma. You know, I lost a relationship there. I got a new relationship there. I lost my, I lost my job there. I started drinking too much there. It was a problematic place. But when people started saying, hey, I got another place for you, or, hey, I got a job here, or, hey, why don't we do this? Or, hey, why don't we do that? I totally used to shut it down because I was dealing with so much trauma. I wasn't even open to, um, you know, doing anything at the time. I remember just turning things down and just not being ready or feeling like it would be another opportunity. But realistically, I was just still broken. And I just never really gave myself a shot. So when you that I was dealing with unhealed trauma, and I instinctively knew I wasn't ready to step back into the world. Let's keep going.
0: Two, you need to plan for everything. Do you have a need to stay completely in control? Do you feel frustrated and lost whenever things don't go the way you expect? Your need for control is most likely rooted in a traumatic experience that left you feeling helpless and vulnerable. As a result, you micromanage everything and worry about the things that are out of your control. This shows that you have a deep-seated distrust in both yourself and the world in general.
1: I like this part because needing to be in control because of a lack of trust that's a real reaction of uh, holding on to unhealed trauma. Because sometimes the classic case here is when you get into a new relationship after being in an abusive relationship, or, you know, someone may have broken up with you or really hurt your feelings. In the new relationship, you tend to kind of like put a lot of pressure on a new person, be in control, and really. Um, form a lot of jealous tendencies And a lot of attachment issues Because of the lack of trust you have Because you was in something toxic You was in another toxic relationship You have trauma from that place And now that trauma is still in you And then now you're passing it on And then you tend to want to be in control in your life And afraid to let go Or afraid to let anyone in So if this sounds familiar with to you Because it definitely sounds familiar to me um This could be you Dealing with unhealed trauma trauma based on past relationships and i think you need to look into getting that taken care of maybe seeking counseling or therapy because we can kind of project our trauma onto innocent people that had nothing to do with it in the first place
0: three you have a strong fear of failure being afraid of failure is a normal part of human nature however a strong fear of failure can be unhealthy if it starts to outweigh your motivation to succeed. Not only do you miss out on a lot of opportunities and stifle your creativity and ambition because of it, but it can also lead to perfectionism and insecurity. It might be instilled in you by unresolved trauma that causes you to have a negative belief in yourself and internalize your shortcomings. Or you have a strong fear of success. Alternately, repressed trauma can also manifest through a strong fear of success Did you ever hold yourself back from getting something you wanted? Not because you feared you might not get it, but because you feared what would happen when you did. You're afraid of losing what you'll have even before you achieve it. The tendency to unconsciously sabotage your own chances of success is often associated with those who were abandoned or lost a loved one at a young
1: age. Having a strong fear of failure is something that I could see... A lot, and many people, including myself, um, that de- that's in an addiction community, that's in recovery, and um, it's really like one of those things where you want to do certain things in your life. You may want to start that new business. You may want to put yourself out there. You may want to get back into some form of project, or you may want to do something but for some reason the fear of failure always sits with you i guess in a subconscious way so consciously you never tend to really go for it and i and i and i think it's a form of fear and i think it's just when you're dealing with trauma from abuse and you're dealing with maybe someone always telling you that you're never going to be anything or a society that may be telling you you may not be good enough right it may lead to this inherent fear that, you know, you're not going to really be able to really perform. So it creates performance anxiety. You tend to be um, over-conscious, self-conscious of yourself and over-critical. So I will say this, if you struggle with this and you identify with this, write down the things you may be afraid of. Write down, you know, why you may be self-sabotaging some of these opportunities, or why you're not giving it a hundred percent, and then just remember the fear is imaginary. It's a form of tr- it's what the trauma is telling you, but it's not real. Ninety percent of the time, when you confront the fear, you realize there was nothing to substantiate it in the first place. So let's keep going.
0: Five. You have difficulty concentrating. Trauma has a lot of damaging psychological effects and it's not uncommon for victims to suddenly have difficulty concentrating. If you've been having gaps in your memory, blacking out often, and finding it hard to keep your train of thought, it might be your mind crying out to you for help, asking you to work through your trauma. Six, you have trouble asking for help. Do you have trouble opening up to others about what happened to you? If you've experienced some form of abuse or mistreatment, you usually struggle with asking for help. You'd rather suffer in silence because you're too afraid to reach out to someone else. You don't want to be rejected, denied, judged, or seen as weak by those around you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you have difficulty concentrating or problems asking anyone for help, one, I would say, as far as your concentration, cognition, and mind, really try to pay attention and see if there's a difference that you can notice within yourself. Because sometimes we may attribute, you know, loss of consciousness, lack of memory, or some form of memory loss or brain fog, and um, trouble concentrating with just age, right? And it could be related to a form of trauma. You'd be surprised, you know, you could have gotten into a little scuffle, a little fight. You could have fell and hit your head, um, you know. Damage to the brain or even slight, any contact to the brain can affect it in a way where it changes your brain. And we know, again, that's neuroplasticity, right? And um, it's very important. Most people don't really remember. You know, you may have had a fight five years ago four years ago where you really hit your head. You may have been in a bike accident, car accident. You may have fell off a chair or, you know, something could have happened. So it's important to look back and identify that because sometimes you may need to go and get brain imaging to look at your actual brain and see why you're not concentrating the same way, why you can't focus. We also know that diets can lead to um a bad diet can lead to brain fog and a lot of these similar sy- um, um, symptoms because um A bad diet can create inflammation in the brain and inflammation creates depression and other symptoms. And when you're having mental health issues, a lot of this stuff is start to be um, interrelated. So my thing, ladies and gentlemen, is keep that in mind. Check with your physician. Try to get some brain imaging Try to look at um, eating healthy foods, drink a lot of water. And ask yourself, have I recently been in some form of physical trauma that may be causing these blackouts or um, lack of concentration and things like that? And also, remember, if you're in active addiction, that's trauma to your brain. So that could be leading to these things. So maybe recovery can help. Abstinence can help in seeking treatment. And if you're in, act- if you're in active recovery... And you start to have trouble concentrating and stuff. Remember, you was in in an addict for many years. And drugs and alcohol creates an intense, extensive trauma to the brain. And that could be a reaction to, you know, that could be why you're having trouble concentrating and these type of things. So keep all of this in mind, ladies and gentlemen, when we're trying to deal with the health of our brain. Now, going on to the next one. If... You have problems asking someone for anything. It could be a form of pride. You could have been shut down so much. You may have grown up in a situation where no one ever gave you anything. You hear that a lot. I'm not going to ask anyone for anything. No one ever gave me anything, right? So it could be this form of hubris and forced pride. Or... You could have been someone that's, you know, gave people a lot and was taken advantage of. So you feel like, you know what? I'm not going to ask anyone for anything anymore. I'm just going to do everything myself. It's usually from a form of trauma and abandonment. Like if you, if someone abandoned you and left you holding the bag, you tend to want to take on most of the responsibility. Just remember, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Just find people you could trust. Find people that understand you. And sometimes a no... A no is not always a hard no, right? You know, sometimes a person could say no or you could be rejected and then later on they may come around. But at least, you know, you put your best foot forward and at least you're taking steps to help yourself, right? Um, I have to learn that like sometime I may want to, I-, I need help. I'm working on a lot of projects. I may have friends that I want to call and ask for a favor and you may be afraid that you're going to be rejected, but you have to take your shot anyway. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's keep going.
0: Seven. You often hurt yourself or others. Do you lash out at other people when you're experiencing intense emotions? Do you push your loved ones away and isolate yourself whenever you have to deal with a problem? If you're still hurting from unhealed trauma, there are times when you might end up taking it out on yourself or those you care about. You become emotionally volatile, out of control, and overly sensitive. You lose your temper break things and may even resort to self-harm
1: and this point hits home so much hurting yourself and others due to trauma that's a real serious situation because I definitely know that many addicts like myself when we was dealing with our addiction, we was dealing with a lot of trauma. One, we people was giving up on us. People was abandoning us. We were doing a lot of stupid things that got us in trouble. And then we was very self-conscious. We lost relationships. We got into fights. We hit our heads and we developed a lot of trauma. And as we continued to use, the guilt became compounded. And then we started to just lash. We, we would tend to lash out on people, you know, you know, these, um, these, dramatic outbursts of rage and everyone's against me very emotional strong outbursts and acts of um, defiance and fighting and pushing people further away because we was hurt and this is the thing the trauma that we were dealing with as addicts or so if you're an active addiction the trauma that you're dealing with now is it hurts your brain hurts, your mind hurts, you're confused, you you you're in this cycle of addiction. You're doing all of these things but part of you don't a large part of you don't really wanna do these things and you're confused and you're conflicted and you're all alone. And then someone may try to help you. You may lash out or, you know, you may push people away or you may get violent or it's all a reaction to the trauma. It's all an effect of the trauma. So you're you're dealing, you're, you're hurting in a lot of ways. It's a lot of pain there. So keep that in mind. When you're in this situation right and um and it, and if it's not addiction, if you just if you're if you're in recovery or if you're a person that th- this doesn't apply to addiction for you, you just don't have an addiction issue and you find yourself pushing people away, being violent or stuff like that, you may be dealing with some trauma, okay, so definitely try to seek the correct help, F- know yourself, learn yourself, and watch for the signs, okay
0: eight you struggle with low self-esteem. There are a lot of ways trauma can skew your self-image, especially if it's rooted in your early childhood experiences. Abuse, abandonment, and neglect can all lead you to question your own self-worth. You struggle to feel good about yourself if the abuse was inflicted upon you by someone you loved. Studies have shown that patients with PTSD often suffer from low self-esteem and feelings of worthlessness. And nine, you have unexplained psychological symptoms. Do you feel more anxious and panicky than before? Do you find it hard to feel happy or find pleasure from the things you used to enjoy? Have you lost your appetite or have trouble sleeping well at night? According to research, anxiety, depression, disassociation, depersonalization, panic attacks, frequent flashbacks, nightmares, and emotional distress are all common in patients with PTSD. Have you or someone you love ever experienced a traumatic situation? If so, how do you plan to overcome it? If you're still suffering from any lingering psychological trauma, it's important that you reach out to a mental health care professional today and get the help you need to get better. Healing from trauma takes time and effort, but it's worth it. And it's necessary in order to truly move forward in life and find some peace of mind. Please do share this with those you think might benefit from it. Stay tuned and thanks for watching.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we can see that trauma really affects all of us in many ways from self-esteem to a host of other issues. And on that note, I want to thank Psych2Go for this beautiful segment um, and for that uh, really solid information. And, ladies and gentlemen, just know that trauma affects every human being on the planet, whether you have a mental health issue or if you're dealing with addiction. And PTSD is more common than you think. When you hear of PS- PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder, we tend to think veterans and soldiers, right? But every one of us could go through, could have some form of post-traumatic stress disorder. If you lost a family member, you're going to have some lingering PTSD. It's traumatic. If you was in a car accident, traumatic. If you was in a nasty fight, a nasty breakup, you know, it's traumatic. You're going to have some form of PTSD. And we know that that affects your mood, your self-esteem, how you feel about life. It creates a form of anxiousness and anxiety and depression. And we all deal with this. We all have it. All right. So it's not just about the soldier that came home. Shout out to all our veterans and soldiers. I love you. Shout out to my grandfather and my brother who's veterans. Um, And I just want to say that. So, ladies and gentlemen, post-traumatic stress disorder is a lot. You know, they just did a recent study where, you know, you looked at poor kids from inner cities, um, specifically in a minority city and said that there was concentrated um, levels of PTSD in the inner city that was higher than soldiers who just came from war. So we see this a lot in third world places, places that's war stricken um, and situations like that. So we all deal with PTSD on an ongoing basis, right? Some of us go to addiction because of post-traumatic stress disorder. Some of us do drugs because of that. It's a form of dealing with the pain. But this episode was intended for us to seek professional help um, and really talk about it. Don't be afraid to speak to someone about this, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any of the signs that was um, listed on this episode, really just reach out to me, say, hey, Pop, you know, lately I've been having a lot of memory problems, and lately I've been really lashing out on people, and I was having a lot of problems sleeping and concentrating, right? That's That's some symptoms that may mean that you're dealing with trauma. And here's the golden rule. If you're dealing with trauma, that means that your brain is changing and you're dealing with neuroplasticity. That leads to. That could mean anything. You could be, you could be. Your brain could lead to a situation where it's normalized, or it could mean that you have a mental health problem, or component, right? So when your brain changes, what does that mean? Your your vital neurotransmitter hormones tend to drop, maybe to an unhealthy level. Your dopamine, serotonin, nor epinephrine levels may drop, and then you may need antidepressants, or you may need to go through some form of cognitive behavioral therapy. But see someone, right? Um, usually, our insurance will pay for some mental health, and um, if, if if that's not the way you want to go, you can always do diet. You can always do meditation, practice mindfulness, and really just take care of yourself and and um, read a lot and 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 nurture yourself. But definitely try to see at least your physician, right? Your primary care physician, and talk to them about your. Um, mental health, what you've been experiencing, and if you can relate to any symptoms here. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Sober's Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I love you all. We're all fighting a good fight. We're all dealing with something. God bless everyone out there that's dealing with some form of PTSD and stress and trauma. You're not alone. If you're right now dealing with this, you may be afraid and scared. It may be fresh. Your whole world may be shaken and upside down, but you're not alone you could get through it all right i love you all hope you enjoyed this episode and i'll catch you on the other side